Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. While planning an overseas trip recently, I came across some old photos of an unusual phenomenon I've seen in several places. If you travel to third world countries or even a country in our hemisphere steeped in superstition and religion, you will see this sight. A group of people supporting an idol, a shrine, a canopy of some sort, moving their god or their idol from one place to another. There will be singing, dancing, shouting around the caravan as the god moves through the streets. People will press forward, hoping to touch the shrine, to invoke its blessings, to shower it with gifts. Such displays sadden us that they do not yet know the one true and living God. And they remind us of the greatness of the God of Old and New Testament. He does not need to be picked up. He does not need to be carried. He moves without the assistance or enablement of mankind. There's an expression found a handful of times in Scripture. I want to focus on it today in daily devotion. Psalm 68.1, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. So for you, for me today, let's talk about when God gets up. One preacher recently said of the only church history book of the New Testament, the story of Acts is a story of God on the move, birthing a church, constantly bending the rules, stretching the boundaries, widening the welcome. The apostolic church, then, is a story of God on the move through his people. Our God is perpetually on the move. Whispered early in C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia is that hopeful statement, Aslan, is on the move. That was that lion that was the Christ-like figure in Lewis's children's stories. Aslan is on the move. Well, I'm happy to report to you today, our God is on the move. It's one of the crowning qualities of our faith, that we do not have to go to a temple to find our God. We do not have to take pilgrimages halfway around the world to find our God. He is not a static God, He is not fixed in one place. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. The 68th Psalm has some beautiful imagery. People preparing a path for a celebrated figure, preparing a roadway, anticipation. The sovereign, the monarch, the king was coming down the road. Most believe that this Psalm was written by David when the Ark of the Covenant was retrieved from Obadiah's house. The Ark of the Old Covenant was a piece of furniture that had to be picked up, trace its story, created by spirit-anointed workmen, filled with grace and truth, lost into the hands of the enemy, returned and set for 40 years in a tabernacle built by David, and then moved to that magnificent temple of Solomon. More than one student of Scripture has compared the timeline of the Ark of the Covenant with the Ark of the New Covenant, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the story of the old Ark is just a foretaste of the one to come. But a chief difference between the old Ark that David had and the new Ark that you and I have, our Ark, 
the Lord Jesus Christ. He does not need to be picked up by mortal man. No, he can carry you. Our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Our God can move. At the opening of the Bible, the Spirit of the Lord moved on the face of the deep. The chaos, that inky darkness, the miasma of murky despair that enveloped the cosmos. The very first world changer arrived on the scene. Our God moves. Each of the 66 books of this holy book we call the Bible is the product of God moving. For Scripture teaches us that those words were penned as holy men of old were moved on by the Holy Spirit. When Ezekiel saw God, the temple was in ruins, the Ark of the Covenant gone. But Ezekiel saw the presence of the Lord that is not confined to an Ark of the Covenant on a hilltop in Jerusalem. He said, I saw chariots, I saw wheels, I saw wheels moving within wheels, coming and going, moving here and there. We may prefer at times for God to stay put. We would like the God that is predictable, the God that is never on the move. A God that stays put is much less frightening and formidable. A God on the move, well, he cannot be put in a box and you can't figure him out once and for all. A God on the move challenges our desire to be comfortable. But think about it. A God on the move is also a source of hope. He can promise a different tomorrow. He can inspire people to dream. He can inspire us to pray and step out with boldness, to anticipate that what is today will not be tomorrow. Yes, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. God is on the move. You won't notice it with a cursory reading of First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, or First and Second Chronicles, the stories of the kings of Israel and Judah. You won't probably notice it with a second reading, or a third, or a fourth, or maybe even a fifth. But the longer you read those stories of the good and bad kings, it will slowly dawn on you that when the story of a good king is told, you will read about God being enthroned. You will read stories of the people going to the place to worship God. But when you come across the story of a bad king, you will find that God is no longer enthroned, no longer ensconced and found in a certain place. You will find him to be things like a pillar of fire residing in a tent, God on the move. When days get bad, God gets on the move. Now, sometimes I will admit he seems still. Nothing seems to be happening. Theologian, author Thomas Carlyle was getting on in years. He got sick and sad. A visitor told him one day, I can only believe in a God who does something. Carlyle replied, but that is just the problem. He does nothing and nothing at all. When we think God is not moving, be careful. God is on the move. Before the famine came to Israel, God had placed Joseph in a certain position to provide for the needs of his family. And what about this? Before we sinned, Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Before the brook dried up, God was preparing a widow's heart to provide for Elijah. 
before Isaac was slain, a ram was provided. When God doesn't seem to be moving, it can mean that he's already moved. We just don't see it yet. When does God move? When does God get up and those enemies be scattered? I think he moves at two particular times. First, when we watch for him. David did not originate the language of God arising and the enemies being scattered. It's found in Numbers 10, that each time the glory cloud moved, that Shekinah glory, Israel had to pack up the tabernacle and the ark and get moving. And that's when Moses would cry, rise up, Lord, and let the enemies be scattered. Moses didn't determine when to march. It was God's visible presence that determined that. In the day, it was a large cloud. By night, it was a pillar of fire. If God moved, they moved. The previous chapter repeats two expressions. They journeyed and they journeyed not. If the cloud stayed still many days, they journeyed not. If the cloud moved, they journeyed. If the fire moved by night, they journeyed. If the fire stayed still at night, they journeyed not. They had to watch for God. They had to watch for the moving of God. Jesus coupled prayer with watching. We are commanded to watch and pray. When we are praying, we should be looking for God, looking to see what he's up to. When you look for him, you will see him arise and those enemies be scattered. Here's the second thing I think we need to be mindful of. When we cry out to him, God arises. They were sinking. The waves were too high. The water was filling the boat. A storm had come suddenly to the Sea of Galilee, and those old salty fishermen had done all they could do, and they realized it wasn't enough. Jesus slept in the back of the boat. And when the disciples had tried everything, that is, everything but Jesus, they had tried everything humanly possible, but not divinely possible. Finally, in Luke 8, we read that they cried out to Jesus, who was asleep. He stood and rebuked the wind and waves and asked, Where is your faith? Why did you wait so long? Why not cry out sooner? Why not speak to the wind and the waves? Let God arise and your enemies be scattered. He's ready to show himself strong to those who believe, to those who cry out to him in faith. God gets up, and when he gets up, those enemies are scattered. You may remember the story of baby Jessica. She fell down an abandoned well in Midland, Texas, and for 58 hours, she became everyone's baby. She was 28 feet below ground. 18-month-old Jessica was understandably frightened, confused, trapped. She could not know what was happening outside of her confined circumstances. But the entire world was watching, praying, moving, working to deliver her. You may remember the story that a parallel shaft was drilled and then carefully the rescuers jackhammered and drilled until they reached baby Jessica in the parallel shaft. One of the things that intrigues me is what one of the rescuers said. The closer we get, the more uncomfortable she is going to be. 
Two things. When you can't see God working, he's already on the move. And the closer the answer gets to you, the more discomfort you may feel. If you're miserable today, could it be that God is drawing nigh to you? If you're frustrated today for some reason, could it be that it means God is on the move? If you're wondering how you're going to make it, you've added up the bills and the, you've added up your checking account and the two do not come remotely close together. Could it be that in your worry and in your doubt and in your human feelings of fear and insecurity and inadequacies, could it be that he's closer than you can imagine him to be? Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Quit fighting those enemies. Quit shadow boxing against supposed nemesis. Let God arise. He will take care of those for you. His fight, not yours. When God arises, every enemy will be scattered. So what that means for me and you today on Daily Devotion, I cannot just sit back and wait passively for God to arise. I need to wait on the Lord with all of my heart. I need to keep my eye trained on the master. I need to look at that pillar of fire by night and cloud by day and say, God, I'm ready to move with you. I'm ready to see you arise and everything I'm facing be resolved. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in crying out to God. And I know that when God gets up, everything you're facing will be scattered. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.